0: Welcome to the podcast, Pilates for PTs, from business to clinical. Hi, y'all. My name is Stephen Dunn. I co-own Core Therapy and Pilates in Austin, Texas, and I'm the founder of Pilates for PTs. I've been a physical therapist for over 20 years, and I've been teaching Pilates and gyrotonic in my physical therapy practice for the last 15 years. In this podcast, I interview experts from all over the world that you can learn more on how to grow your business or how to improve your clinical skills as a flight instructor in the physical therapy world. Thanks for listening. So welcome, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Today, we have a special guest in all the way from Hawaii. We have Dr. Randon in. And with that said, before we get started, today is the very first day we're doing this. We have a sponsor for our podcast. And our sponsor is InVob Life. And it is a website, a holistic website for mindfulness, for awareness, and it's hosted by my wife, Cheryl. (laughs) So there's my plug for our sponsor today, InVibe Life, E-N-B-I-B-E, InVibeLife.com. So before we get started, let me introduce uh, my guest today, Uh, Dr. Randon, tell us a little bit about yourself, my friend.
1: Yeah, for sure so um born and raised in the islands here in Hawaii um left the island for the first time when I was eighteen to pursue i didn't even know what i was gonna get into um in college um i ended up uh, long story short, i ended up um be, you know going to p t school uh, actually wanted to be a veterinarian, believe it or not um I thought about animals, that as but... well yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um i guess uh you know. Life, life, you know, took a turn and um, ended up working with with humans instead. And and so, um, yeah, I went to Loma Linda University uh, in Southern California, uh, San Bernardino. I guess the, um, you know, that's where where McDonald's started. If if no one's familiar with that, uh, um, <laughs> nice. yeah. Um, and so, I that's the claim claim the fame of San Bernardino. I guess um, aside from Loma Linda. Uh, but
0: and what led you to p t school versus veterinarian school? was it just a, a, a few sequence of events or what was that what was that sequence or what was that
1: change? well i think I think in high school i there was a couple of different routes. I was a jock, you know i played multiple 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 sports and um i I actually wanted to be an athletic trainer and it was it was a toss- up between those two things and I think as I was looking for colleges i um I looked at like the the places I wanted to be. And, um, it was either going to be the Pacific Northwest or San Diego. And so yeah. those two schools, you know, um, San Diego state and Washington state never ended up going there. Uh, but they both, um, offered, uh, those programs and I was like, okay, well, if I, you know, if I don't, uh, get into one, I'll try the other, um, ended up not getting into any of them. And, uh, counselors like, Hey, you know, why don't, why don't you try, um, physical therapy it's it's similar to athletic training and and in many ways you can actually it's more my di- more diverse yeah and and so you you could you could work with athletic teams if you wanted to or uh you could be in a clinical setting and so um i was like sure why not uh it's a doctorate level program that was something that was kind of the criteria as well and um that i had in mind and and um you know the rest is history Just nice pursued, uh, physical therapy yeah
0: so you left the islands to head to Southern uh, California to do your PT training, and then did you go right back to the islands after that? Or tell me a little bit about that—that that what brought you back to Hawaii? Because I know you're there now. So so let's talk about that for a moment.
1: Yeah. So I actually got married, and uh, my wife is from San Diego, and um, it was that was also one of the things like you know where where do we actually want to start a family, and um, you know Hawaii is just a dream destination. And like I, I told, I always, you know, said that I would want to raise my kids in Hawaii, uh, in the ocean. That's what, that's how I was raised. And, and so, um, I also wanted to be in a smaller, you know, smaller community and, and not so big, big city. And and as I was in school in Southern California, as, a uh, you know, um, it's, you know, it's a pretty, it's big. And so, yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't want to raise my kids in the city, and so we kind of made that decision um, collectively. And and uh, she she also wanted to be in a you know kind of an environment where it was it was easier and not so many distractions. And and so uh, I was like, well, I'm from Hawaii, my family's here, at least one of our families nearby um, for for some support. And and so we we chose uh, chose to come back to Hawaii. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And how long were you gone? What was that time frame?
1: So I went out to Hawaii for, uh, sorry, Um, I was in, in Southern California for about 10 years. Uh, I did, I did work out there um, a couple of different gotcha. gigs in Southern California and San Diego, and then also in uh, Monterey, uh, Central California. And Got then, um, so I was there for three years after, after physical therapy school. And then we we decided to move back out here.
0: And and is your wife a physical therapist too? Uh
1: no, so she is actually a uh school psychologist. And so okay. that's one of the reasons why we stayed out in, in California for that long. Got she it. she ended up getting a good job out there.
0: For for some reason I, I was mistaken thinking she was a PT, but I as you noticed I was like, I'm not sure this is right. As I was asking that question, I wasn't sure if I was I was right there or not. So okay. Thinking yeah. of something totally different there. All right. Now, so in that time, you came back to your hometown, correct? You came back to your your community where you had grown up and where you knew people, you had roots. Is is that correct?
1: Yeah, so um it's funny because I actually, you know, Hawaii, there's eight eight islands, and I actually was born and raised on the big island, Hawaii, where the where that big, you know, lava flow happened a few years ago. Um And, um, actually about 10 miles from where I actually grew up, that's where that lava flow happened. And, um, I, you know, it's definitely a little bit more rural on that Island. Um, it's bigger as well. Hence the name big Island. And, um, my wife actually didn't really, um, feel that Island as much. And so I was like, you know what, it's, you know, I'll go to any Island as long as I'm in Hawaii. And so wherever you want to go, let's go. And so we ended up in we ended up in Kauai, uh, which is one of the the more smaller. It's the smaller one of the smaller islands. About seventy thousand people here. And um, you know, she actually, you know, we ended up starting a family pretty immediately. So she's not, she's a stay at home mom. Um, yeah. And so that's got it. Got it. Yeah. And
0: so and the, so you went from you know San Diego. I'm sorry. Um. Southern California, San Bernardino, huge area, millions of people. And now you're in a pretty small, um, you know, pretty small space. Uh, and tell me about kind of what led to, first of all, your Pilates experience. And then we'll talk a little bit about what kind of led to you getting into business um, on your own. Um, so how did you find Pilates or how did it find you first?
1: So I guess that that story kind of goes back to PT school. I, I took a we had a, like an elective. Um, I don't know if all programs do this, but the last year we have like elective, like alternative type therapies. Oh, that's and, awesome. And um yeah, and so so that was one of them was Pilates. And um it was, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a long, it was like maybe a two-week, you know, a two-week stint there. One of the professors I was teaching cardio cardiopulmonary was a she was a um, I think Bazi certified yep. instructor. Yep. And so she actually taught us the, you know, some Pilates, you know, routines. And I remember taking that class and I was like, man, this is like, this, you know, this is not for me, you know, like, <laughs> I, I can't see this like bracing and like isometrics. And like, it was, it was hard. And I was like, ah, there's no way I'm going to do this. But, you know, little did I know, like, as I was practicing, um, a lot of the, a lot of the, the moves and, and core work is founded in Pilates. And so I was like, man, I was doing this stuff and I didn't, you know, even realize yeah. that yeah. I was implementing Pilates in my, in my practice, um, you know, throughout. And so, um, I guess what, what led me to it, um, 10 years later <laughs> was, uh, my, my wife actually got, got really into, it. she took a couple of classes, um, her and her friend just got into it after, you know, after giving birth and trying to find a way to to exercise. I was not as um, aggressive, I guess, because her and I are used to like lifting weights and you know doing that stuff. And and she had heard from her friend like, oh, Pilates was like a game changer for her, and so she got into it. Ended up taking a reformer class, and she's like, "All right, I know you you study Pilates, I know you teach it in your in your you know to your your clients, but um, you haven't gotten on a reformer." And I think before you make a judgment call, I'm like not um, implement this, um, and be able to give this to other people, I think you should take a reformer, uh, Pilates class. And so I was like, all right, you know, I'll check it out. And and so I did. And, um, it's funny, man. It, it was like, yeah, I've never experienced anything like it. I was like, man, this is like, you know, once I got my legs in the straps and, uh, I was, I was like, all right, people need to, you know, experience this. And so that yeah, was it. Was it was pretty much her like convincing me, uh, to take a class. And um, that was, you know from then then on, I would say also like, it's funny you know when they they say like there's that saying like when you get older, like you're more resistant to change. Um, but as I've as I've gotten, you know, I guess more advanced in my career and all that, I actually became more. Pliable or flexible to, to different things, and so um, yeah, that's you know, Pilates was was kind of um, a, a new thing, and it was exciting, and um, I felt like I could definitely. I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to make this work, but I, you know, I want to I want to try and pursue this, and then I found you um, on, I think it was on one of the groups or something, or maybe I listened to a podcast, or I usually find that that's one or two ways: is podcasts or. Um, you know, actually finding you on like in a Facebook group, yeah, I love on, it. like many of my mentors and and just other PTs on on this platform as well. So,
0: and when we oh, first met, yeah, no, that's great. Now I love it. And when we first met, you were at a point where you had done some work on a reformer, Uh, you had done some training, and you were like, "Hey, I've done this," and you know, you 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 kind of were already drinking the Kool Aid as far as you knew how it felt in your body. And you were just like, how, how, what do I do now? How, how do I start implementing this, incorporating this into my Pilates practice? And that's kind of where you were at when we met. You know, you had a little bit on the tr- of training um, and I know you've done more and I know you've implemented things. So let's back up a little bit and let's talk about, not, not talking about Pilates, but let's talk about the first uh, business that you opened. How did you end up in business for yourself? Was it in Hawaii when you came back or was it when you were in California before you came back and you got your feet wet there and then you decided to move back and, and do it there? So tell me a little bit about your, your business and how that was born.
1: Yeah, so I I actually always wanted, like right out of right out of the gates, I I always wanted to, to own my own business, um, but a lot of my professors were actually like also advising against it. Like, you know, as soon as you get out of PT school, like, Hey, you know, you should get experience. And I think that's kind of the mindset I had for many years. I was like, all right, I need more experience. I'm not experienced enough to actually open up my own gig. And, um, and so it was, it was really like, you know, 10 years later that I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm actually tired of working for someone. I, 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 uh, I want to be more creative. I want to create my own programs and I feel like there's got to be a, a better way, uh, than just, you know, showing up for a job eight to five every day and grinding it out. And like, I guess at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I'm helping people, but I, I just didn't feel fulfilled as well. And so yeah, um, I, I decided to make that like jump. Um, I was kind of still working with my a former employer and um, I actually, you know, got the groundwork going as far as like getting my uh, business license and um, all that stuff. And it, t- it probably took about a year and a half before I actually started seeing patients like through my um, my own business. Mm-hmm. And it was through like, um, you know, I worked out of a gym at first and I was seeing athletes like out of a CrossFit gym. And, um, this is back in Hawaii, by the way, um, okay. this wasn't in California. So, um, everything kind of started, uh, back here in Hawaii. And so, um, you know, it was very small. I was only seeing one or two people like a month. And then I was working my other gig and, and then, um, you know, my, the guy I was working for this, he's like, Hey, I'm going to retire. Like you can either take over this practice or, you know, people kind of know your name, I guess. And, um, he pretty much like just you know stepped out and I just stepped right into his his business and um I had a a referral source, like referral sources I should say um you know through the insurance model, and you know I just for the last year and a half, I've been doing that and trying to make make things better and you know so, there's no systems in place when I took over this practice, and yeah. Um, and and so now I'm trying to, you know, I think that's the next level. Next step is like, you know, making sure that I have solid systems and, um, yeah. So, you know, I'm still learning every day. I'm by no means like have it down. And, um, you think, you think if you take over a practice, like it's already like, you know, you already got it set, but in reality, like it's, it's constantly evolving and changing and. Um, I think I also have to, uh, and that's, that's the only thing about me is like, I'm, I'm also very like moldable and teachable and coachable. Yeah. So I'm not like, you know, I'm not stuck in one way. Like, I, I feel like there's still better ways to do things, you know? So i love so that. Yeah. out. <laughs>
0: and that makes sense. Think about it. You were just, you were talking about working out of a CrossFit gym, a uh, CrossFit yeah. box, and, and then you're, you know, getting into your own place. And then teaching, a, now you're in a situation where you're incorporating Pilates into your practice, um, you know, CrossFit and Pilates are very different. And that's very much, <laughs> that's awesome. I think that's great that you, again, you've been able, you can reach out and expose your, your work to many different types of people through being involved with both of those types of worlds, because those are different worlds completely. Um, and I love that. And a lot of people want to kind of like put you in one box and not have to, like, you can't leave that box. You got to stay in that, in that one world. Um, so I was, as I was listening to that story, I love that about, you know, starting in a CrossFit box and that, and so I know you still teach some CrossFit style things with what you do in a P, as a PT every day, but now you've been into Pilates for the last, you know, so let's start, let's go back to Pilates. When did you start incorporating your Pilates? When did you get your uh, reformer and start actually like throwing people on a reformer in PT? I, I know we've talked about this um, privately, but t- tell me a little bit about that, that that kind of that shift and bringing Pilates into your world where it wasn't in that existing clinic when you started it or when that, when you took over it and say it that way.
1: Right. Right. I think, um, what, what gave me the push was after I took your course, um, you know, just kind of learning how to actually do that. And, uh, because those reformers are not, you know, they're not, uh, they're, they're pretty spendy, you know, like they can't be anywhere. Yeah. And so I was looking at those, I was looking at the prices on those and I'm like, man, you know, how am I? Cause I, I wanted to, um, I was looking into after taking a course as well, like providing an alternative service. And that's kind of what I was doing in the, in the CrossFit box as well Is like just offering like preventative, like, it, you know, a lot of it is preventative. Yeah. They have injuries and they come to me, but a lot of it was preventative. And so I wanted to um, offers an alternative service, uh, aside from physical therapy. So I think that motivated me to just like take the plunge and like, um, anyway, I found, um, I reached out to some, you know, based on some of the, the tips and advice that I got from your courses, is like reaching out to, and networking in the, in the community and, um, found, um, actually, well, my wife actually was taking classes with one of the uh, studios here and, um, she ended up wanting to sell and, and kind of buy new equipment. And so I ended up getting my first reformer through this, this local Pilates studio. That's uh, probably the biggest on the Island, I would say. And so they um, they're, they're pretty successful up on the the North shore uh, of our Island. And um, I would say that's kind of where all the, uh, (laughs) for lack of a better like way of saying it, but where the money's at, I guess, or where the,
0: you know, Got it, people yeah. are,
1: are willing to spend on their health yeah and, and so um i was trying to tap into that community but but anyway like that's that's kind of how i got, got the reformer and then i ended up getting a second reformer from same mm-hmm. studio um she mm-hmm. wanted to buy and then um now i'm up to a trap table so i have a trap table and two reformers and it's kind of slowly building from there um, my next step is uh bringing on a um an inst- instructor uh, to kind of work that side and, and perhaps provide like singles and duets and um, maybe like a I don't know a, a variable like Pilates class where you do reformer and math mm-hmm. at the same time. But um, I'm in the process of doing that actually. As you know, right now nice. um, thinking of bringing out, bringing on an instructor. So
0: now, what kind of equipment are you buying? Is it? Uh, do, you, do you know the brand offhand? Is it 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 balance body? Okay, that's what I thought. I know we talked about it, but I just—I'm in. I'm talking to someone right now who's buying some equipment from a studio um, that I'm—I think is closing down because of COVID. Um, And so people, I'm saying, I'm telling this right now to people all the time. Um, If you're a physical therapist and you're interested in Pilates. You know, reach out in your community because right now the the Pilates industry is hurting, um, and you know these people are get, trying to either make their rent or they're shutting down and they're trying to figure it out. So there's there's equipment. There's going to be more equipment available now than ever, um, at better prices uh, now than ever because uh, the prices that I, I'm chatting with this lady um, are definitely better than um, what what they would have been for sale for uh, six months ago uh, or a year ago. So so I love that, and 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 so you've got this equipment in there and are, how are you incorporating it with your patients? Are you throwing them on the reformer as a part of their PT session? Or are you selling them something to come in after PT and do fitness or a combination of those things? Tell me a little bit about kind of how you're using that equipment yet or, and what your plan
1: might be moving forward. So right now, because I'm kind of, I'm a solo like practitioner. And so I haven't, I haven't really been teaching pilates like just pilates for fitness but more for rehab and so i've been i pretty much everyone that walks through my door gets on the reformer i have this guy um who uh, he just uh well he has a he had a stroke within the last year and um you know before i i got him on there like i was like man how am i gonna get this guy on this reformer because i have one of those um the studio reformers right so it's pretty low yeah um and, you know, one of my things was like, I got to get a clinical reformer. It's bigger, but I just got these, like, for such a good deal. And so I was like, well, yeah. I'm going to make this work, right? Yeah. And so um, I've been getting even that guy on the reformer and um, just, you know, doing leg series type stuff and arm series, you know, arms and straps. And um, he has, like, his balance and coordination, like, with gait has, like, I've I've never... Like as far as training someone like in, in with a stroke, like, you know, this is like, we're talking like he has no function of his, his upper extremity. Yeah. Um, one side, very minimal of his, his, his leg his lower extremity. And, um, the, the the reformer has actually, um, been very um, beneficial for him, um, from what I've seen, uh, from a a functional standpoint, it's like, man, this, this thing actually really works. I'm um, pretty impressed with it. And so that's what I've been doing. I've been, I Pretty much everyone that, that comes in, I get them on the Reformer. Um, and then that's now it. that I got my trap table, I'm, in, I'm incorporating um, stuff on the trap table. Yeah, and, and, well and that's them. where I use the but, trap
0: table a lot for those low-level clients that have had strokes or you know certain injuries where, where they're low-level. The trap table gives them a real stable base of support. And then you get very creative with where you hang the springs and what you're doing, whether they're pulling or pushing. Um, they don't feel like they're moving as much as they are on the Reformer. But the reformer with someone who's a neuro patient, it's fun because you're not doing your typical exercises. Uh, you you might be doing the same exercise you normally learn from Pilates, but you have to modify and adjust. Or you you know, for me, I had an MS patient. I would I'd tie therabands around her knees and hold the the theraband while she would go do footwork, and it was the only way to keep her knees in place. But if it, we did that, she could do the footwork, and if we didn't do that, she couldn't do the footwork. And it took me a while to figure that out, but. You know, and I, and I really felt like I was doing a lot of modifying, but once we found that that modification allowed her to do, you know, she had never done, she hadn't done leg press in 15 years of sitting in a wheelchair. Um, and to be able to do it in a gravity, uh, resi- a gravity lessened situation, um, once she found it, I mean, she was crying for te- crying tears of joy um, for moving in a way that she hadn't moved in forever. And if I would have said, ah, I'm not going to even try with her because she's a neuro patient. Uh, I would have missed out on that opportunity to really help her. And for me, like just like what you're saying, once I saw that it, it helped those patients, it became like, wow, if I can help the low-level patients, then it's going to be easy to help my back pain patients, which is what I see most of the time. Um, so those low-level challenges, uh, spinal cord injury patients, um, MS, uh, strokes, they were fun to work with. They were hard because it wasn't something I spent a lot of time seeing. But people would find me because they wanted to try Pilates. Here's a situation where me being a typical PT, they wouldn't have came and found me. But because I was a Pilates PT and using Pilates in the rehab, that's why they showed up. That's why they were there. And once they were able to move in places and ways that they, can't, they couldn't in any other way, in any other PT setting, um, it was pretty powerful, man. It was really fun. So I love that. That's the story that you you, you went with that, that kind of stuck out, right? Um, because I've helped yeah. I've helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. I mean, thousands of people through Pilates. I mean, we've been I mean, I've been teaching it for twenty years now through my PT. Well, now eighteen years, excuse me, um, as a PT, and we've just helped so many people. But it's those really low level challenge patients that no one found a way to help them. Those are the ones that stick out, right? So I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget those people. So let me ask you this: What, uh, who did you do your training with for some of your uh, like uh, Pilates training? Like uh, I can't remember if it was Bosti or Balanced Body or or who did who did you end up working with? Polestar maybe?
1: Yeah, Polestar. I went okay. to Polestar. Um, just kind of researching and all that, and I, you know, I found um, a a clinic out in Arizona that was. Uh, teaching the comprehensive Pilates, um, and um, both my wife and I took took the the training because uh, they offered a clinical and um, studio uh, side as well for training with that comprehensive.
0: Got it. Yourself. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so you say you approach, or you give every patient gets an opportunity to get on the reformer. Do you find that those patients once they get on the reformer? are a little bit more excited to come to PT the next time they're a little bit more in the game instead of kind of being resistant.
1: Yeah. It's, it's been a game changer. I, I think it's, it's, it's super unique. You know, there's not, you know, at least my experience working in different clinics and all and whatnot, you don't see that, like you don't see that the apparatus, you know, the reformer, the trap table. And so when people come in, they're already like looking like, wow, what is, what are, what are these what things? Is. Like, yeah, it's like, there's different ideas on it, but they're just like, wow, I've never done this. Um, just quick story. I, I just had a, a, a veteran and this guy's used to like, he just goes to PT, like for the last 18, 20 years, I think he was saying. And, um, he said that he's never had a physical therapy experience. Um, every, cause I guess a lot of his experience has been with the VA and like their specific programs and um, on our island we don't have a specific clinic that's designated for VAs and so people are just in network with the VA and so um I have this one guy he's had chronic back pain and like um ankle injuries and um he said that his balance is like dramatically better and he's like he's like like he told me to too, when he first came in he was like oh man I got another young guy like you know because he's had so much so many experiences like young guys old guys and it's like, yeah. oh, man, I know I'm going to have to change, change with this guy. And then, um, he just told me because I just discharged him, um, this week. And he's like, you know what? Um, I honestly got to apologize because I, I honestly thought that you weren't going to be able to help me just like the last, like for the last 18 years, you know? So I was, I was losing hope and in, in PT and then, um, comes in and starts, you know, I, he's on the reformer. He's on the trap table and, um, You know, he just, he just said his body is like so much better. Like he has less pain and, um, his balance is, is, you know, night and day. And so I was like, man, that's, that's amazing. You know, just getting on, I was like, I didn't necessarily do anything, you know, well, I guess the, the, the thing that was different is like put them on these, these machines and like you get them moving in, in, you know, neurologically appropriate patterns and and whatnot. And it just kind of rewires the system. Um, That's right.
0: (laughs) There's nothing magical about it. It's not magic, but there's something powerful about it. And it's actually, it's simplicity in my opinion, that what's, is what makes Pilates so powerful. But what is also a challenge, the biggest challenge is incorporating it as a mindfulness in a way that you're breathing and you're paying attention uh, mentally while doing the physical work. And that to me is what makes Pilates the game changer. And when people find that and understand that that's where they're really able to to see long-term benefits whether it's like going out in the garden and and you know doing something in the garden or you know cleaning up around the house I know you have a young child uh, bending over to deal with a young baby uh, those are things that like for me the gym didn't teach me being strong from the gym didn't teach me anything about how to be mindful or aware and how to protect myself and help my back now maybe I wasn't doing it right but Pilates did teach me those things. And at the time, Pilates is what allowed me to really become passionate about being a PT again, because I was at a point where I wasn't liking it. Um, But I'll go back to Hawaii. We're going to bring this full circle. Uh, The Big Island. Um, I was doing a marathon there. I talk about this all the time. My story of doing a half marathon. I was doing a half marathon in Hawaii on June 23rd. It was uh, to raise money for the Stroke Association. It was 2002. And I did a practice marathon, half marathon on Cinco de Mayo, uh, seven weeks earlier, six weeks earlier in LA in Pacific Palisades. And the only difference between uh, Cinco de Mayo and June 23rd was that I'd gotten better in Pilates and it was all up here in my head. Wow. And, I I dropped 15 minutes off of my time. So over a minute a mile. It was 13, you know, 13 miles, right? So I dropped from the time of Cinco de Mayo to the June 23rd marathon, which was in hot 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 Hawaii compared to cool cool cool
1: uh,
0: LA at that time of year. May May 5th was nice in LA. June 23rd was hot in uh, in uh, Hawaii for what I was used to, right? But what happened in that time frame, my, I'd started Pilates that, that year in January. And by June 23rd, something clicked with Pilates to where I was able to walk the whole marathon, looking all goofy and stuff, breathing, focusing. Where's my head? Where's my shoulders? Where's my abdominals? And I knocked 15 minutes off of my, my race. And that was my proof that Pilates was doing I wasn't doing. My weight my training for the marathon wasn't giving me that much time off. It was all for my mental side. And that's what I learned from Pilates. And I was just blown away. And not to mention things like playing softball and you know, just standing up taller. I went from being six foot back to six two again because I'd started standing up straight. But those were the those are my stories or my things that the sequence that 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 happened that made me believe in it made me say, I can share this with every patient that comes in the door and it's not going to be for everybody, but it's going to be something that really helps more than it doesn't. It helps way more than it doesn't. And again, one of the, my big things is like, once I expose them to PT, then when they're done with PT, I've got a situation in a program that they can continue doing, whether it's one-on-one or in a group of four people to continue to, to progress and get well doing the thing that they loved. And when you offer them that out of PT, um, it keeps them around. It keeps them in my world, you know, month to month, year to year. And that's one of the things that I love about it is because once those, these people, just like once you saw the benefit in your body and how you loved it, what did you want to do? You wanted to learn it and share it with your clients. And that's where you're at now. You're in that phase of sharing it with every one of your clients. And now it's a time to build up that wellness side with the trainers and other people working with you so that when you're done and you discharge this veteran, you move them right over into a place where they can continue doing the work at a, at a different, different price point, different, whatever, um, to allow, The plan to continue so that the guy that loves you and says, man, you've helped me more than anybody in the last 18 years actually continues to stay in your world. And you continue to see him, even if you're not seeing him in PT, you know, you've exhausted his benefits, but he can still come in and do a session or a a duet or a class or whatever. And that's my favorite thing is seeing people walking out here right now and seeing people in a group class that are old PT patients that maybe I haven't seen in a year or two or five, but they're still in my world. And, and again, that's one of the best things about it. Now, Rannon, I love it, man. I love it. I knew we would get on a good conversation here and we'd get to know each other in a different, different ways than we already do know each other. Cause we talking, you know, we're talking business and trying to move that needle forward. And, and, and that was basically another little bit tidbit of advice of moving that needle forward. But I love that you're at a place where, I'm talking to a girl right now who's in the middle of doing a lot, a lot of the things that you're doing. And I told her, I said, hey, watch the podcast today because Randon's just a little further along the, the 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 line than you are as far as with the Pilates and promote, implementing it and this and that. Not PT or anything, just from the Pilates side. And that's what's really cool is because now you've you've seen the positives, you're seeing the outcomes, and you're seeing patients that respond to it that maybe wouldn't have responded to your more traditional therapy that you would have been offering pre having Pilates in your tool belt. And again, that's just really fun to see. And now that I've known you for a year and a half, you know, it's my first time we've first time we've talked in a couple months. So hearing what's new and what's changed is always a fun process as well. So with that said, my Man, I know people are always they want to know, how do I get in touch with this person? How do I get in touch with that person? So what's the best way for someone to to get in touch with you if they have questions about, hey, this is something that, you know, something you're doing is something I want to do. How do they reach out to you? Is it best through Facebook? Do you have an email address? What's the best?
1: I would say uh, both. You can reach out to me either way. And um, I can I can say my email is um, info at puremotion-pt.com. Okay. And uh also Facebook um is a great way. That's I, you know, that's how I met you and you know everyone else. So I'm pretty I'm pretty uh you know up to date on like you know the social media side. So if you like DM me or whatnot, like I'll, you know, it's like it's funny like sometimes I'll check my DMs more than my text messages. And so um you can DM me at um it's Randock PT uh, is my, my tag on, on Instagram, um, or, uh, Kauai therapy and wellness. So I got two, that's my business, um, Instagram. And then my personal is, uh, at Rand, uh, PT.
0: Awesome. And we'll make sure we have all that tagged in the, in the descriptions and link, uh, so that people can go and look those up and see those. Um, and here we are. We're we're shaking hands with two o'clock, and I got a, a patient rolling here in here in just a minute. And the patient that's rolling here in just a minute is my fifteen year client. I reference her all the time. Uh, she, I met her fifteen years ago when I opened. She came in that summer. Um, introduced her to Pilates through our physical therapy. Stayed around. She took one class a week until she retired. When she retired, she started taking two classes a week. Um, She would always see me for PT when she needed it, but it was never necessarily every year. Uh, Right now, I'm seeing her for a condition that that is uh, stirred up. And so I've been seeing her uh, once a week for the last probably two months to get this under control. And then I will not see her for some time, and then I'll see her when I need to. But here's that long-term relationship. Uh, Even when I see her for PT today, she'll... Today's Wednesday, she saw one of my trainers on Monday for a whole entire Pilates session, seeing me today for a PT session, which will include a little bit of Pilates through the session. And then she'll um she'll be back tomorrow or Friday to see the trainer again. So again, this is someone 15 year relationship, comes to see me anytime she needs me for PT, but when she's not seeing me for PT, twice a week in that group training, sometimes private trainings, it depends on kind of how she's feeling. And it's a really fun process. Again, that's a long-term relationship. She gives me gift cards for Christmas every year. She gives my kids uh, presents when they graduate and move over from school to school. And it's just because of this long, long, long-term relationship that if I was doing traditional PT 15 years ago, she wouldn't still be in my world. No way. So that's one of those things. That's why I love Pilates, and I always love to share the message of why. People know more about Pilates than they do physical therapy, and that's why we like to share this out with the world. So, random man, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Uh, you and I will get we'll get together real soon and have a uh, have a power call and 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 move that needle forward some more, my friend. Uh, and again, just thanks for your time, and uh, we'll we'll talk real soon, buddy.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for having me on. Well, I hope you enjoyed the
0: podcast. And if you did, could you do us a favor and leave some love and write us a review? My name is Stephen Dunn. I help physical therapists incorporate Pilates into their physical therapy practice. If you would like more information on how you can incorporate Pilates into your physical therapy practice, then like my Facebook page, Pilates for PTs.